If you enjoy the harrowing of Minerva Damson and want to join the Order of Joan in their fight against the monsters stalking the trenches, there are several ways you can support the war effort. Find us on Patreon and enlist, or donate to the Order on Acast. You can also connect with Order Headquarters via Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Links can be found in our bio. The Harrowing of Minerva Damson is a horror podcast and contains descriptions of war that some may find graphic or disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, this is Jessica Linkhart, here to introduce the first season wrap-up and to apologize We are but three baby podcasting goblins sharing one microphone with three very needy pets and three phones right next to the computer, which made a somewhat unpleasant low crackling noise throughout. We deeply apologize and hope you'll stick around anyway to hear what we have to say. Thank you, and I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get started here with... Oh no, my phone. How unprofessional. <laughs> ah! How dare. If you would, my darling, would you go give the boy child to do. Yeah. a rawhide? Yeah. <laughs> Bribe him. Would you want to, uh, yeah, the set pets are speaking up. But I am going to do some introductions first. Of course. So, hello, this is Jessica Linkhart. And this is Jamie Sykes. And Mitch Lewis. And we are the team behind the harrowing of Minerva Damson. And we are here to record our season wrap up for season one. And you may, of course, notice that we are one short. And we talked about doing the season wrap up. We had intended to do it all together, the four of us. But Miranda passed away uh, unexpectedly on October 29th. Um, And we're still adjusting to that. But we still wanted to do this because, you know, we had a a great time making this podcast. And I think that we all agree that that's worth celebrating. And I think Miranda would have wanted to celebrate it. I think she was really excited for it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it. And for the things that we do know she liked or the answers that we kind of think we know to some of the things we're going to talk about, 
we'll go ahead and talk about them. So, so yeah, this is this is the season one wrap up. Yeah, we're we're here to be a bunch of talking heads. Yeah. Except, are we actually going to have visible heads in this conversation? No. Figuratively. Figuratively. You know. Figuratively. Y'all can imagine it. <laughs> you can check out our website at www.orderofjoanheadquarters.com and you can find our faces there. <laughs> check it out today. It nice. just went live this morning. Nice so she's plug. very excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I try. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, do we want to break out like what we each did first? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, well, you go first, okay. Mrs. Bossley. <laughs> so, I am Jessica Linkhart. Um, I wrote, adapted, recorded, edited, produced, and directed the podcast. <laughs> it's her baby. <laughs> uh, and this is Jamie again. Um, I like to think of myself as the Harrison Ford of this production. <laughs> I started out as the set carpenter and then got pulled in to do some acting. Mm-hmm. And then me, I'm Mitchellis again. Um, I was the guy that made all of the iconography and, like, I helped with the website building and I made the logo and um, we struggled a whole bunch with that. <laughs> it, was, it was a wonderful We worked together game. on that. It was a wonderful game of and ping pong. And you contributed some bit voices. Yes, oh, you yeah, did. did. Don't forget that. Well, you're so, uh, Yeah. Would you want to explain what Panda had? Because I honestly can't remember what yeah. character Yeah, she well, had. she did a lot of them. So Miranda uh, Samford, credited as Miranda Lewis, she was... Our voice actress, the like the other person who contributed the most to this podcast, uh, in a way that like listeners directly, mm-hmm. you know, could hear. Um, and so she voiced the vampire at the very beginning, um, <laughs> which was just fantastic. She was Captain Marks, Hodge, Swift, Cresswell, right. Briggs. Rydal, Elizabeth, <laughs> uh, one of the nurses in the final episode, and Magistra Bonza. I think that's all of them. Yeah. That's a lot. We'll have to go back and make a full list. Of yes. Like that. that would probably be easiest to kind of visualize, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and actually, that's also on the website. Take a look today. Take a look today. <laughs> Shameless plug <clears throat> away. <laughs> yeah, so I guess... Where should we begin? At the beginning? Sure. Okay. Um, so, Mrs. Author, where did the idea for the podcast come from? Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, The Harrowing of Minerva Damson uh, is adapted from a novella that I wrote that was actually meant to be sort of a supplemental material to... Um, a larger novel that I have written. Novel that all is, the way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> layers and layers. Uh, that is uh, based in the same world, although it takes place in the 1920s. It's called First Degree Magic. Uh, I am trying to get it published, but you know, the publishing industry and process is incredibly slow, and there have been a lot of complicating issues 
a lot of factors that make it an even slower process than it usually is um, that have sort of come about in the last, uh, you know, two years slash especially since the pandemic started. So everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed when the pandemic attacked. (laughs) So basically, you know, I've been querying first degree magic and, you know, it's been a super slow process and there's really not much I can do to push it forward right now. Um, And so that was just kind of driving me nuts. And one day, uh, Jamie and I went out to get some drinks and I was feeling sorry for myself. And and he was like, you know, maybe you, you have that novella, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and you know, you have some recording equipment, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, why don't you make a podcast? And I was like, yeah. Galaxy brain. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that's what happened. And then like in six weeks, I threw together, <laughs> I threw everything together and we started recording. So uh, I suppose that's the, that's the short version of how this sort of began. And then we sort of like started pulling other people in. I enlisted um, Jamie to make the sound booth, which we call... <laughs> the goblin booth. <laughs> um, I was then like, hey, Mitch, you're a graphic designer and I know you and I we're am. friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you give me, you know, give me a hand with some of this stuff? And then, um, and then I was talking with Mitch and Miranda one day um, about like, yeah, I didn't really intend to, you know, when I wrote this novella, I didn't think I'd be like, you know, using my, yeah, (laughs) using my mouth parts to make accents. Um, And I was really worried about um, my British accents. And then I was like, hey, Miranda, you've always wanted to do voice work, right? How's your British accent? And she just like immediately, you know, fell into it. Was like, gave me like five different accents. (laughs) So hold on. Uh, oh boy, baby. So fun fact about Miranda's talents. I I actually am her fiance. Um and so I know a little bit about her here and there, you know. So she developed her British accents solely because she was enamored with um Doctor Who. <laughs> Especially the runs with David Tennant and Matt Smith. Matt, that was the other one. And so she, like, would spend hours and hours and hours a day watching Doctor Who, and then eventually it just came naturally to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess from Doctor Who, like, she got into other BBC shows, too. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, she just immediately dropped into these accents, and I was like, "Hey, you're hired." <laughs> uh, and and I was like, "Can you can you start next week?" <laughs> She's like, "Yes, I would." I can. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I think like that's kind of how we pulled this little motley crew together. This ragtag crew. Of yeah. Friends and allies across the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also helps that we've all known each other for. God knows how long at this point. Well, let's see here. We met in 2012? Yeah. No, 2008. Mitch and Jamie have well, known yeah, each well, other yeah, yeah, since... Yeah. They've known each other forever. College. <laughs> but, uh, and I've known Jamie and Mitch since 2012. 
And Miranda joined our little crew in... 2005. I think it was 2017 because we were still in that shitty old apartment we used. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, And we shortly thereafter started... our D and D campaign campaign yes, together. Yes. So, which is where we first discovered Miranda's voice acting and talent. Amazing, yeah, amazing talent and just stunning, shining personality. She, she just melded into her character so well that we we're like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What yeah. Is this beast that you have unlocked. I was I was the DM for this campaign, and her character that she brought to the table was a seven foot tall, muscle bound, naked shark man. And somehow she managed to embody that perfectly. <laughs> so um, she was the mo- definitely the most memeable character of that campaign. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, such quotes as, I can't punch space! And, I'm not naked, I'm wearing a tie. <laughs> yes. So, so we've been, you know, together and friends for, and doing kind of creative things together for quite a while. But I think this was kind of the first project that the four of us... Uh, got together together and started kind of working on in earnest and you know it was a lot of fun (laughs) so yeah so I guess like okay I'm looking I have uh, I have these like questions that's like you know lest anybody think I'm actually like very organized I'm definitely not uh it's like I've got some questions that I just kind of wrote down on a scrap of paper, so... Uh, it's a calendar. At least it has organizational lines and stuff. Yeah, like you know, it gives the semblance of being organized, which is... Well, she also wrote in cursive, like, really, really nice cursive. Like, I can <laughs> oh, actually read this stuff. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I try to be organized. It's usually just the thin veneer, like, the aesthetics of being organized. It's really just chaos... Barely contained. Speaking as husband, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay, this okay. This is a good one. Uh, favorite parts about making the podcast? Uh, honestly, uh, just getting to listen to the finished product. Like, I was consistently surprised with how good it turned out. So it was fun to just hear what came out. Yeah, I, well, it just kind of makes me think of, like, I, I don't know that much about podcasting actually and I don't listen I listen to a few podcasts and sporadically but um after Jamie suggested making a podcast the next day I like you know Jamie went to work I was at home (laughs) and I just like recorded on this really cheap ass like $20 Amazon microphone uh, Which sounded like a twenty dollar. Yeah, it or sounded something. like it. Uh, the first ten minutes of the first episode, and I just kind of played around on Audacity because I I had that for other reasons. Hashtag um, not sponsored. Yeah, not no, not sponsored, but <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored by anyone. Yet. No, no, no. But if you want me to, if you want to sponsor us, please get in touch. There's a go to form. go to www <laughs> And get a hold of us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and I just sort of, like, threw something together and let Jamie listen to it because he listens to, like, way more podcasts than I do. And he was just like, wow, babe, like, it's, you know, kind of rough, but this is actually really good. So I was like, really? Um, and I guess my favorite part, it was rigorous, but... Putting together all the, like, 
the sound effects and sound cues and kind of like bringing the environment to life. That was really, really satisfying. Anyway, what about you, Mitch? So my favorite moment was I was over here. I hadn't honestly partook too terribly much um, with the voice acting. And I was just sitting here just on the sofa, just minding my own business, you know, listening to uh, Jess and uh, Panda just, you know, go at it in the booth. And then they came out and they're like, listen to this. And like that instance, like (laughs) it was a small snippet of episode one. And like whenever the vampire came actually like came into, I guess, fruition, uh, Panda just exclaimed, Yes! I sound so spoopy! Yeah! <laughs> and she just kind of gremlin ra- rolled all over the floor, and it was precious. And yeah. just that, I guess just seeing her so just, uh, just amazed that she was able to do something so cool and, like, so passionate about it, it just it really made me happy. And I'm like, yes! Do this more. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> well, and it was infectious, too, because yeah. I yeah. think that enthusiasm sort of poured over to the rest of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that was her favorite part, maybe? It's like just getting to be part of it and, like, understanding, like, I can do cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, yeah, she, she really was truly infectious, and I loved getting to work with her. <laughs> so, um... Uh, and, and I think we worked pretty well together. So that was that yeah. was really great to do. All right. Well, uh, how about least favorite parts? Uh, least favorite parts. Uh, making the booth. Uh, mm, yeah. So uh, I was on a surprise deadline for this where uh, she caught a wild hair that... Kitty. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Uh, my least favorite part was actually managing the animals in the background and making sure they didn't ruin the recordings. Uh, <laughs> but second to that, uh, so the goblin booth, as we affectionately refer to it, needed to be finished like on a Sunday before a long work week. And uh, I had to basically dump 10 hours at a stretch on it with literal blood, sweat, and tears on this thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. hey, it, it's, it served us well. It has, Your yeah. Your sacrifice has been well documented. Yes. yes. Clear, clearly, the, the success of this is due to the blood sacrifice. Of yes, of clearly. Course. Isn't that what everybody does? Oh, mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah, you know, yeah, talking about the animals, you know, we have two dogs and a cat, and they very much want attention. So at all times, at all times. Uh, so it was pretty tricky to record around them. I had to like wait till they're like nap time, and then you know, and then like try to children. yeah, like children, uh, and then record. And you know, also too, like we live kind of close to an airport and kind of close to a hospital. So and they're kind of close to retiree neighborhoods that like to mow their lawns that like, at ten a.m. Yes, that like to mow their lawns at ten a.m. So it was also just kind of this moving target of like all of these noises that I had to kind of like try to record around and uh, not get into the actual recording. So, um, but I'm trying to think if there's another like least favorite part of the process. And I don't know, I guess for me, maybe it was just the, I really, I, I both loved and hated 
recording the like main narration because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> I really had to let that go. And I ended up having to like record a lot of these episodes like two or three or even four times and then kind of like go between all the recordings and try to like harvest the things that I liked best. And that was really, really time consuming. And uh, also trying to like fit the voiced parts in. And if I changed anything, you know, upstream or downstream, having to like readjust all the timings. Uh, I'm sure there's a way around that, but I haven't figured it out yet. I am just kind of doing, I, I'm just kind of learning as I go. So, uh, so I think that was probably the most frustrating part for me, but, uh, yeah, so that's me. So I, mind you, I did like the, like the artwork and all that good junk, but still I'm going to keep on theme here and I'm going to complain about the goblin booth. <laughs> I only had, so I only had just a few lines However, there is no airflow in this goblin booth at all. It is cramped. It is just... I had one day to design it. Yeah. In, in Jamie's I mean, defense, he had not, one day. I mean, that's not your fault, the fact that there's no airflow in it. Well, like, and it also had to, like, fit in this tiny little nook area that's, like, basically as wide as my desk. So there was there was no airflow. There was, like, no space. Um, I I was in the booth whenever anybody else came in to record too, and it became very cramped, very fast, and very you know everybody's warm. very warm <laughs> and yeah yeah. I, oh, I, I we still only have uh, one microphone by the way, so um, we're so we're very we're all cozy. like we're all like crouched around it right now, and just lest anybody be misled, we are um, we have we have a pretty you know bare bones equipment so yeah it's just just picture us the three of us sitting at a dining room table all just sort of you know hunched in around this microphone the one microphone we have (laughs) we are very good friends yes yeah (laughs) uh so uh personal space is not really a thing right now we can't afford it no we can't afford it not yet not yet but hopefully uh, hopefully at some point. Support us on Patreon. Yeah, so, yes, please. And if you are a member of our Patreon, uh, we will also list you on our website. It's cool. Go check it out. I made the icons. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, okay, most challenging part. Typically, like, I, I mean, you know, most people don't like group work, right? And there's a reason for that because, you know, in school, a lot of the time there's like people who just kind of like don't do their part. So for a very, very long time, I've been pretty much just like, if I have a project I want to work on, I, I kind of just do it by myself. But this project uh, actually provided the opportunity for me to work with other people and people that I trusted and could depend upon. And that was actually really nice. And uh, learning how to like work with and particularly direct Miranda and Mitch and Jamie whenever they did voice acting uh, was really cool. It was challenging, but it was gratifying. Yeah, I had the... I guess the pleasure of having um, her say, 
um, not as hammy. He said this to me at least four or five times. Mind you, I only have like two parts, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there definitely is a a a place for hamminess. Unfortunately, my uh, my universe, which we're we're calling it the ordinal timeline, is is uh, mostly serious with just a hint of humor which is very opposite of how jamie and mitch normally work they're like kind of the other way around like lots of humor with like a dash of terror we're dipshits (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh so this is kind of like an adjustment for them but like the wonderful thing is is that we can talk about it and adjust and we got it we got it team yeah i i'm gonna go ahead and join mitch in saying that uh the the most challenging part for me, uh, putting the goblin booth aside, was probably voice acting. Uh, I was not very experienced with it, and uh, we ended up going through that big stretch of the lieutenant colonel a line at a time, trying to get the tone correct. Yes. And also trying to maintain an accent. Yeah. Well, and and everybody required a very different approach to, like, directing y'all, mm. like, I had to handle you all kind of a little bit differently. Um, so that was also kind of a learning curve. Something, something hurting cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Why World War One? Oh, well, okay. So the, the novel that I've written, First Degree Magic, is based in the 1920s in this alternate timeline. But a lot of the really important stuff uh, that kind of sets up everything for what's happening in the 1920s setting uh, has its like roots in World War One, and I I just think World War One's really interesting in general. Uh, it's kind of overlooked, particularly in the American education system. It's mostly just like uh, you gotta know a little bit about World War One, so we can get on to talking about World War Two. <laughs> so, um, but World War One is a really interesting part of history it is um sort of like the civil war began the shift to modern warfare and world war one was kind of where that shift solidified just fully getting away from like cavalry and swords and like old kinds of warfare and but those were still there they were still there in world war one but that's kind of where they ended You know, that was the end of the transition. So I find that period of time, and there's also just, like, all kinds of, like, social things that were happening around that time period globally uh, that, you know, just there were these huge radical shifts happening. So I've always found that time period really interesting anyway. And, um, and yeah, like, it, it plays directly into First Degree Magic, my book, and whenever I was thinking about ways to kind of, I I didn't intend to release uh, any version of Minnie's story first. I always thought that first degree magic would be released first. And then I'd have all these like supplemental materials to kind of help people get a, a greater, broader view of the world. But that's not how it worked out. <laughs> this came first. Um, and, uh, but it does give you some, like, context um, and kind of helps introduce you to the ordinal timeline, this alternate world. 
Um, so yeah, uh, that was kind of a long-winded way of explaining that. Does that kind of answer your question, do you think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it bears saying that, like, uh, we saw 1917 in theaters, and I think that really opened our eyes to kind of the storytelling potential of the trenches. Yeah, well, it's interesting, because I I had written, I started writing First Degree Magic in, um... Oh, no, this is, this is specifically for Minnie's part. Yeah, in, in late 2018, early 2019, but, uh, so, so... Pardon the horrible dog sound. Yeah, the the, the dogs are (laughs) rioting. (laughs) They're upset that we're not giving them attention. Mortal dog bat! Mortal dog bat! (laughs) Uh, but, like... So I was already thinking a lot about World War One, but yes, between seeing 1917 and a few other things, I, I had already kind of started thinking about writing a story centered around a character called Minnie Damson, and I knew it would be in World War One, but 1917 kind of, you know, got the old noggin working, and um, yeah produced what is now the first season of The Harrowing of Minerva Damson, which, when it was a novella, was titled Night of the Unquiet Dead. But, like, you know, like a knight with a shield. <laughs> a sword and shield. That kind of knight. A chivalric knight. It's a play on words. It's a pun. <laughs> but I think that's actually a great transition uh, to one of our other questions. of uh, Night of the Unquiet Dead is season one. What's next? Well... I have a second, uh, well, actually, I have a, like, three or four more novellas sort of, like, plotted out in my mind, and so the second season will kind of begin this larger arc. The season one kind of is its own sort of self-contained arc, but seasons two through, you know, whatever, like five or whatever, they are all going to they're going to have like sort of mini arcs of their own but they're all going to kind of follow Minnie as she searches for the beast of Jevedon. I, I mean that's that's kind of where we're going next I guess Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who was your favorite character and why? Well, I think uh, the create I think the creatrix here should probably answer first. <laughs> well, as I, I wrote them all, so you know, I I like all of them for different reasons. But I think pick that your favorite child. Other than you know, other than Minnie, who is sort of like the main character, I kind of think that my favorite character is Swift. I don't know. He's just like he's so solid. He's such a good guy. You know, he's just like. I don't know. He's just, he's, he's there. I know he's, for a fact that Swift was Panda's favorite. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Swift was Panda's favorite. And she like, she dialed in on him immediately. Um, and he, she also really liked Briggs too. He was another one that just kind of like, you know, she didn't even have to like really search for the character. It just kind of came out. So Swift probably is my favorite. So mine would probably, I don't know his name because I can't remember names worth to save my life, but the Scotsman. Rydal, yeah. Rydal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved Rydal. He was only in there for, what, two episodes? Yeah, like but he, barely two. For me, he stole the show, <laughs> mostly because I really enjoy the fact of, like, imagining Panda in a kilt <laughs> and just going to town on people. I think that is by far the coolest thing I could ever imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think we can all recognize that Rydal brings some serious DILF energy to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I suppose, <laughs> yes. Well, who is your favorite, Ben? Okay, well, um, I honestly really like uh, the cat. Oh. Um, <laughs> just, just because um, I have some foreknowledge of the cat, but yeah. even just standing on its own, just that weaving through the season has been a lot of fun to watch, but... Um, I always have a soft spot for crazy old magic ladies. So I it, knew you it, were going to yeah, say that. No, I knew Elizabeth. It. Elizabeth is uh, probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, actually, I, I want to, like, you know, also add, I really love the vampire. Like, the vampire well, is, yeah. you know, obviously just 
totally and completely evil. But uh, but just so much fun. Someone you love to hate. Yeah, he was he was fun to write. He was fun to um, you know, to kind of like help Panda find Miranda find and uh, and you know bring to life. Well, and it's really what made episode one kind of its like own self-contained story. Yes. Like, you could just listen to episode one of this, and it's a complete, totally told story. Keep listening, though. Yes, yeah, <laughs> please do. Uh, but yeah, but episode one, episode one is probably still, in many ways, my favorite one, because it is so, like, it's self-contained. And honestly, okay, guys, like, <laughs> full disclosure, I'm not good at writing short stuff. I'm not good at writing short fiction. Novellas are kind of a new territory for me. Most of the other stuff that I write is uh, pretty thick. I wouldn't say necessarily a doorstop, but it is definitely longer than what is like conventionally, what, what you know, in, in the conventional word count limits of the genre that I'm working in. So the fact that episode one works so well as its own like self-contained little story arc is just like, whoa, like a triumph for me. <laughs> like I've never done that before. <laughs> well, would you say that that's what surprised you most about putting this all together? Or? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, cause that, I don't know if I count that in the podcast stuff because I was like, that, that's that's more like I was surprised about that with the novella, mm. on the novella side. On the podcast side, what surprised me most was, um, A, how much I enjoyed it, and B, um, how much I found kind of intuitive. Uh, I thought that it would be a lot harder to figure out how to do all the things that needed to be done to make this into, like, a show. But it all just kind of came together and whenever I started fiddling with things I I just kind of figured things out really fast and I wasn't expecting that and I was very pleasantly surprised by it so yeah and also how like y'all just like threw your weight in behind me and you were like oh you want to do this okay we're doing it and I was like thanks guys (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so uh what about you Mitch what surprised you most well, I think what surprised me most was the fact that it's actually out and, like, it's out. It's it, there. It, it exists. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's real? It real. People we don't know listen to it. it, it it's, it's real. It's like a real thing. We produce something and it's content. <laughs> you made this. We made yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... Wow. Oh my god, we did it. <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> uh, what about you, babe? Well, or Jamie. I should say Jamie so that people know who I'm talking to. Everybody is referred to as babe. <laughs> yes, everyone is babe. Uh, but no, um, honestly, the thing that surprised me most is how quickly you, specifically Jess, were able to put it together. I was really impressed with that. Because previously, like, you had done some recording, making, like, an audiobook version of your novel. Yeah, I I did that so that Mitch, (laughs) uh, who doesn't have a lot of time to, like, sit down and read things, could listen to my manuscript. See, what she actually isn't really saying is the fact that I read at the 
very, very slow speed on a mighty glacier. <laughs> it will take me months and months and months, maybe even a year, to read a novel. And I appreciate every effort that you gave me to get through your stuff. <laughs> but honestly, that was really the only experience she had in audio medium. And when she showed me the outline of episode one, I was just like, where did this come from? <laughs> so, like, uh, I was already fully behind the idea of making this into a podcast, but that's what made me really think, like, this could really be something. A podcast made essentially like Athena, sprung forth from her head. Oh, fully formed. wow. <laughs> that's super cool. I like that. Um, well, you like ladies with swords. So. I do. Yeah. I do. I made a whole universe <laughs> about ladies about with ladies swords. with swords. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think this is a good time to talk about lessons for next season. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you start us off. So, okay. Obviously, I just kind of ended up. I had all these different parts laying around. And I just threw them together, and we ended up with a, you know, a whole season of a podcast. Um, but. I need to be more organized going forward from here. And I, I'd i like to be a little bit further ahead of schedule. I think that I have a better sense for how to edit things and how to do it quickly. <laughs> and uh, God, I know that I, I know there's something else that I'm not thinking of that I knew was like, oh, I need to remember this for next season, but head empty. See, she keeps saying, bringing up this whole notion that she's unorganized. You guys aren't actually privy to her Monday page. It is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying. I'm really trying to impose order on sheer chaos. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Also not sponsored. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I would just like to be a little more organized and to have a little bit more lead time and to kind of realize what my realize what my limits are because I also do get into a hyper focus state state where I will just work for hours and hours and hours and I do not have any ergonomical equipment so I just freaking wreck my back <laughs> and forget all of my needs and I need to I think kind of in in the next season hopefully like meter out my energy and my efforts more so I don't just like you know wreck myself and burn out so yeah pacing yes and what about you guys lessons for next season I guess um, it just kind of depends because I was kind of a little bit of a dark horse here and there. <laughs> and so, like, I guess my expectations would be to try and be more flexible for your needs because, you know, you kind of need to fill in a couple of more roles probably. Yeah. And so it's going to be really, really difficult trying to restructure like take a step back realize okay this is what needs to happen now and then just kind of assist you wherever you need me yeah yeah honestly you kind of uh took my answer a little bit uh uh, the two the two of us the two guys here were kind of more support staff than anything else this season but i think one thing that i took away is how to take better direction um, yeah. because uh, voice acting was a challenge, and being able to like 
sort of internalize and figure out like what is needed, how to like interpret directions and things like that. That's something that I'll be better at next time, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll work on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh okay, um what Thanks. are we yeah, what are there yeah. what are we looking forward to next season? Well, my answer has kind of changed a bit because it really was like it was working with everybody, but also getting to work with uh, Miranda more because we were going to do a lot. I So I hadn't originally intended on having a voice actress, but Miranda brought so much energy and life to the project that I was really, really excited to work with her um, going forward. But, uh, I yeah. <laughs> I think it's without saying that all of us were. Yeah, yeah, yeah we so all were. kind of, yeah. <laughs> we're still adjusting to that. Yeah. But if, okay, so n- now what I'm looking forward to is, you know, there are there are a lot of opportunities. Like, I, I have had this whole world cooking up in my brain for a few years now and I have so much to share and so I am looking forward to getting to share more of that getting to really explore uh not only like Minnie's immediate environment but also just the timeline in general using the podcast as a vehicle for that uh I am looking forward to that well I'm looking forward to having more parts (laughs) yeah yeah uh i guess yeah that's basically it because i honestly like it's weird because i don't typically like the sound of my voice yeah you know what honestly i don't either but (laughs) something about this magic microphone is mad it is it makes you it turns you from having like a weird nasally voice that you don't like into like i sound like a professional podcaster right now that is a nice, sophisticated voice. <laughs> Thank you. We need to channel our NPR newscaster yes. voice. Also not sponsored. Yes, not yeah. sponsored. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and make a blanket statement that we are not sponsored by, by anyone anybody currently. <laughs> we are doing this just out of, you know. Love. Love, yes. But money would be great. Yeah, <laughs> We'd love also it. money. We would love it. Well, uh, what I'm looking forward to in the next season is... Uh, Honestly, it's seeing more of the cat because uh, I, I have some behind-the-scenes knowledge of where that's going, and uh, it's going to be fun, everybody. <laughs> the cat came back the very next season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I actually am really excited for that, too. Yes. Yes, I have such plans. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it, it is my dream to have merch of the cat. Oh my uh, god, yes. Eldritch We're cat, working on Eldritch it. Eldritch Cat Plushie? Yes. 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 Eldritch Cat Plushie. We, uh, we are working on... We're working on merch. Stay, stay tuned. Watch our website and our social media. Support us on Patreon. So, if you guys have an idea as to what would be good merch ideas, you could also provide that. Yeah, please let us know what you would like to see and what you would like to buy. We would really love to know, and we're really excited about getting to, you know, design those things for you. I'm a magician. I can make things happen. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I think we have two more things. Um, All right, so, uh, yeah, our plans for our off-season. 
I have a lot. <laughs> um, I'm hoping I can keep up, but um, I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff on. Uh, this is really the time that I'm going to start focusing on social media and also kind of, you know, bolstering all the additional like lore and world building things that I can't kind of fit in the podcast, but are, you know, pretty cool to, to kind of discover and explore. I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff on Patreon and social media that really fleshes that out. So, you know, watch our social media, maybe join our Patreon. We're going to have you know, Q&A sessions, we are going to have, we're going to like sort of release a bunch of documents from the like Order of Joan archives that will kind of help explain some things about the world in a hopefully pretty organic way. And we're also going to have bonus episodes. And we're even going to be making a couple of uh, at least one, but maybe a couple of uh, sort of costumes to sort of show you guys what a Knight of the Order of Joan would look like. Um, And the first one that's coming up is a Knight of the Order of Joan from like the 15th century, kind of at their genesis. So yeah, we're going to have a lot of really cool stuff in the off season. And we're also going to have some, like, maybe we might put up like a bloopers episode or, you know, do more of this kind of stuff. So, uh, so... Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we are actually going to be quite active during the off season. So yeah, and uh, let's see, what else? What else are you working on? I think this is a an excellent question for the boys. <laughs> Would you like to start, or shall I? Well, uh, I think we're kind of both working on the same stuff in some ways. So to speak. So... Um, would you go or would I go? Uh, I'll I'll go. Fine. Um, I mean, you're the business Mr. Businessman. Yeah. Okay, miss, business, 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 numbers, numbers. So, me and Mitch and our buddy Thomas are all working on designing board games on the side. Mythomatic.com, <laughs> actually sponsored because those are us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait, should you be paying me? I guess you've been paying me in labor. Labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we, we get a free spot on this. Uh-huh. Uh, absolutely. But yeah, uh, we, we really like to design board games. We've got a really fun dungeon crawler called Plunderheads that's really close to being finished. Um, Let's see, we also have Gene Shuffle, which is still in the bakery. I mean, it's m- almost done. It's almost to a point of beta testing it. And then we have Forest Fellers, which is this really cute little game that Mitch farted out in like a day that is essentially in a finished state already. Yeah, it was a wonderful day trying to gather that thing up. <laughs> and, you know, you guys also have social media. We'll try to put links to their social media so you can, like, if you're interested, if you also love board games, you can check them out. And also on the Order of Joan headquarters website, on the team page under Mitch's sort of profile, I have a link to his website. So you can also kind of check it out there because I believe he does have some art assets from Plunderheads on there. Some like Somewhere in there, yeah. Some, yeah, some pictures yeah. to kind of give you an idea. But also he does freelance graphic design. Yes. <laughs> I do. Please help me work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I guess, like, for me, what else am I working on? In addition to the podcast and the off-season stuff, I'm continuing to work on my series, and I am 
continuing to uh, query my book. And, you know, if you're if you are an agent and you're out there listening, please do, you know, reach out if you are interested in kind of seeing what that's about. And yeah, uh, and I'm going to continue working on kind of all those related things. We've kind of come to the end of the written think, down questions. Yeah, this I is, think that's kind of that's kind of it. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts or? Not terribly. This was this good. was. I mean, this was fun. It was. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was honestly a joy to watch this all come together. Yeah. Just weird, crazy chaos turning into this pillar. Actual thing. Of awesome thing. Yeah, a thing that's real and out in the world for you. So, if ever you come across some questions that you might have for any of us, be sure to... Uh, Yeah, be sure to reach out on our social media, uh, any of our social media platforms, or on our website. We would love to hear your questions. Genuinely, truly, please, you know, get in contact with us. Yeah. Just don't ask me about world building. (laughs) (laughs) No, ask me about world building. Oh my god, please. (laughs) (laughs) She'll keep you busy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like I said, we are hoping to do some pre-recorded monthly AMAs. So if you send me your questions, I will compile them and we'll get together and we will answer those questions and send them back out into the world for you. Just how plushy is the cat? Oh. Yet to be determined. Excellent question. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, thank you for listening. We are so excited to be able to put this out into the world and to, you know, put this out there for you. And we're just really honestly uh, humbled and honored to have listeners. So a huge thank you. And uh, we hope you stick around for the off-season content. We hope you come back around for season two. And we would love to get to know you. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. (laughs) (laughs) Number by Mitch Lewis. That'll also be on. Oh, oh yeah. If if you want more of that, we can make a whole episode for our bonus. Our bonus episode. Mixtape. 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 See, I was going to go for musical episode because every series eventually descends into musical episode. And why, why not just do it sooner than later? Actually, I have a genuine, <laughs> genuinely, I have a, a plot point planned that might actually, <laughs> that might actually be possible. So, yes. you know, stay tuned for that. <laughs> We're going to have fun here. So yeah. do- already having fun here. <laughs> so does that wrap up the wrap up? Uh, I think uh, that wraps up the wrap up and um, wrap yeah, up wrap up. <laughs> so stick around, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, and, you know... Yeah. We're having fun so you can have fun. Yes. Thank you. And be sure to always live your brightest life. Yes. Don't sparkle. Shine. <laughs> shine, baby, shine. The Harrowing of Minerva Tamsin and its related stories are written, narrated, and produced by Jessica Linkhart, and features additional voice work by Miranda Lewis, Claire Miller, and Jamie Sykes. Art assets done in collaboration with Mitch Lewis. Thank you for listening. Our tale will continue next week. <laughs>